Thank you and welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I am Matt Morris and I am joined by Gabe Whitehurst. And uh, uh, wait, who, who, uh, who'd you say thank you to at the beginning of that? To everyone that's listening. <laughs> thank you. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just felt like we were coming back from something, but how, we're not. Uh, how, how have I done them before? Uh, like welcome to rewind cinema oh well you know what <laughs> you thank just said, you guys you just said thank you and <laughs> rewind cinema thank you for joining <laughs> us at rewind cinema there we go um we've seen an uptick in downloads and listens and subscriptions so that's good uh if you're here for the first time this is a show where we pick a random year in cinema history and then we pick random movies from every month of that year just one and that comprises a season right now we're in 1998 uh, today we're talking about a Matt Damon flick from 1988, but uh, before we get to that, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, tell your friend about us, uh, leave an Apple podcast review, we would love to read more reviews on the air. Uh, if you write us one, we will read it on the air, whatever you say, I'll say it. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> you can write anything. I'm going to write the worst review of the show and make you read it. Uh, you're you're not going to know that I wrote it. Preferably five-star reviews. Oh, okay. <laughs> we might not read one-star reviews. I'm like, he said anything. Just for the morale of the podcast. Yeah, leave us a nice review. Tell us how great of a job we're doing. Or just tell us how we're doing. I yeah. don't, I'm not saying we're doing a great job. Just tell us how we're doing. Yeah. We give need it, to work on us, something? Yeah. Let us know. Hit us with your honesty. Yeah. Uh, How you doing, man? I'm great. You caught me mid-drink. Oh, that's all right. Matt has a Coke. Um, You know, Matt, it, it is not easy to go see movies on no. a on a weeknight no how do you feel about that um i mean it's tough but if you want to see something you just got to make it work right yeah you just got to make it work but i've i've just found with my life i get out of work and i really want to go see a movie yeah and i can leave work at six or five thirty you know the the times that i leave are different every day but most movies you know that they're like right after that start at like 6:30 yeah or or 5:30 so you're having to leave work maybe a little early or and and then it's just this odd like if you get out at 5 you got to wait till 6:30 if you get out at 6 you got to wait till 7:30 yeah there's 20 minutes of previews you have to <laughs> you got to plan to eat dinner mm -hmm. right after work somehow you got to bring food or go get food and then you get home kind of late yeah and then you are going to bed later than normal and I'm just, I just, I want to have a little discussion here. Are you proposing a solution, or are you just complaining? No, I'm just kind of complaining. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I just felt that it's been hard for me to go on a weeknight and just make time to do it because I want to do it. I want to do it like twice a week with Movie Pass. I love Movie Pass, but yeah, I found that I've been frustrated. I haven't been able to use it as much as I want. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any issues with not seeing movies if I think everything is going to suck that week. Uh, typically, we want to watch like one big movie a weekend so we can talk about it and do the mini episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, if something's terrible. Like I wouldn't go see Wish Upon on a Tuesday night. That's like a fun thing that I would do on the weekend. But like, yeah. I, I would want to go see like a ghost story or I would go see a big sick during the week. I think I did yeah. go see it. We get to go see it during the week, I think. Um, I mean, it is nice to do it during the week. So you... So you have a weekend, and you can plan for a weekend. You don't have to go on a Friday night, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you got something going on. But yeah, I guess I just need to 
man up and go more. I don't know what I need to do. Just but suck it up, man. <laughs> just suck it up and, and it go once It is weird, a week. though. I get what you're saying because the theaters in our areas, there's not a lot of six to seven showings. It's like yeah. there's one at like 4.30 and then 5. And then there's one at like 7 and 7.30. And then there's like 10 showings after that of a movie. Yeah. It's kind of weird. They're all really late. After yeah. after seven thirty, yeah. or, or or if you or maybe after if you miss the six thirty, then the next one's like eight forty sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, that's too late. I can't. All of the movie managers in the area were like, they met in a big room and they <laughs> sat around a big table and they said, "How can we annoy the crap out of Gabe?" Yeah, I don't <laughs> doubt it, dude. That's how I feel sometimes. I'm so, I I am Larry David. I just feel like everyone <laughs> is out to get me. How can they annoy me? Yeah, but it's hard here. You know, you New York City. You got the subways. Yeah. You just, you're at the mercy of of mass transit, and in Texas, where we're from, you're at, you're still at the mercy of there's traffic. So, mm-hmm. same issue. If we went to a movie there, we'd have to drive at rush hour to a theater. Yeah, and you know, but I guess I don't know. So it's probably the same there too. I just it's hard. Maybe it's just hard everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't go to movies as much back home. I do think that they're more accessible here because. They are pretty close to our work, at least where we work. Yes. If if we worked in Queens, there's like one theater. Yes, so. that that would be rough. That'd yeah. be annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, just uh, suck it up, be a man. Go All watch right. some movies. All right, I'm <laughs> I'm sucking it up right now. Starting now. He just left. He's he's going to watch a movie right now. Bye. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you don't have anything else to say, we'll get into the movie today. I got nothing. All right. So as I mentioned, this is a Matt Damon flick from 1998. Uh, September yes, of 1998. That's right. September. Uh, Rounders. Hey, listen. What? I put it all on the line. That's true. And you know what? It wasn't a bad beat. I wasn't unlucky. I got outplayed. I got outplayed that time. But I know I'm good enough to sit at that table. It's not. It's not a fucking pipe dream. I don't doubt your talent. I never, I never told anybody this. About eight, nine months ago, I'm at the Taj, and it's late, and I see Johnny Chan walk in. And he goes, he sits 300, 600. And, you know, the whole place stops. Johnny Chan walks in. Everybody puts an eye on him. I mean, after a little while, you know, there, was, there wasn't a crap game going because all the high rollers are over there watching. And some of them are sitting there playing. When they're giving away their money to this guy to say, oh, I played with a world champion. And you know what I did? What? I sat down. No, you need 50, 60 grand to play right in that game. Well, I had six, but I had to know. What happened? Played tight for an hour, I folded mostly, and then I made a score. Why are these the kings? Rags. I had nothing. But <laughs> he raised, and I, I just decided, you know, I don't care about the money. I'm just going to outplay the guy. I'm just going to outplay this guy this hand. I'll re-raise. Re-raise? You play right back at him, huh? Oh, yeah. And he just comes right back over the top of me, trying to bully me like I'm some fucking tourist. I hesitate for like two seconds. I'll re-raise. And he makes a move toward his checks, and he looks at me. And then he looks at his cards, and he looks at me again. And he mucked it. I took it down. Did you have it? I'm sorry, John. I don't remember. I got up, and I walked to the cashier. I sat with the best in the world. And I won. What a fucking move on, Chan, you son of a bitch.
I do want to specify it's not a rounders. I said uh before that. Uh, rounders. <laughs> it's just rounders. Rounders. Uh, rounders had a $12 million budget and a $23 million gross. I think a lot of that was attributed to Matt Damon's stardom at the time. Sure, he was really big. He's hot. He's hot right now. Hot yeah. right now. I think uh, Saving Private Ryan was like right before this, maybe. Uh, I don't know if it was before or after, but Goodwill Hunting was right before Goodwill this. Hunting, so yeah. he's definitely coming, coming off of that for sure. Right before that. Uh, it also stars Edward Norton, John Turturro is in here, John Malkovich, Martin Landau is in here. It's got a great cast. Really, really amazing cast. Great cast. Uh, the tagline is, trust everyone, but always cut the cards. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't <laughs> like, know. Uh, is that like, uh, uh, you know, beyond, like... Uh, cut like cut the shit. Yeah, like that Pro- phrase. Well, cut, maybe cut the cards. I don't know. Matt Damon trusts like, everyone in this movie. Get out of the- he does, man. He trusts everyone, but I think you can't trust the cards. Like, deal me straight to not use another poker term, but I am. De- yeah, like deal. You know, be honest. Do you have the juice right now? Because I still don't know what the juice is. What's the juice? They said the juice like ten times in this movie. Oh, they oh, did. Okay. Yeah, they were talking about the juice. Maybe it just means like the. The, the the mojo the magic I don't I, know I think it had to do with like credit line of credit with people or something huh I don't know I, I still have, know what uh, it means I must have missed that yeah I don't remember the juice uh fun fact Matt Damon and Edward Norton played the ten thousand dollar buy in at Texas Hold'em No Limit Championship event at the nineteen ninety eight World Series of Poker in Las Vegas nice during the first four days Matt Damon had pocket kings and was knocked out by former world champion and poker legend. Doyle Brunson, who held pocket aces. Oh, all right. So they are park, Parker <laughs> poker players. <laughs> they're, I, Parker, I they're Parker. They're Parker and brothers. Poker players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess they just wanted to get some method. Uh, you know, some real life experience. So they went in and and you know competed. I do that, know somebody cool. who tried the pro poker circuit. He was like an acquaintance that I had from when I worked in a restaurant a long time ago, and I think he did pretty well for himself. Hmm. Uh, never really made like a top. 50 finish but i think he finished like in the 60s or the 70s sometimes and still walked away with like thousands of dollars in cash man that that's a world i do not understand i i think poker is great like um texas hold'em is great i've played a few times but i'm not good i don't have <laughs> winning hands memorized so like yeah. i just haven't put time into it so every time i do play i'm just sort of there i'm like one of those idiots in this movie who <laughs> gets taken advantage of yeah probably but uh it's it's hey, nice work if you can get it. It's great. You're never playing the cards though, Gabe. Right. It's you're uh, playing the man. You're playing the man. You're it's a game of uh, it's a game of skill. Yeah. It's not a luck game at all. Matt Damon is very certain of that, which I'm sure. I mean, he makes a good point. Like everyone that's like a top ten finisher gets back year after year. Yeah. So there has to be something to it. Yeah. Uh, seven point four in IMDb, fifty four Metacritic score, three stars from Ebert, sixty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's in Met- the ballpark. Metacritic was lower than I I thought, but it always is. So Metacritic is probably closest to me. It's like just yeah. to this is to me is just a good, okay movie. Yeah, it uh, cool. it lost me a little bit, but we'll get into that. It's cool. So to open, uh, we are introduced to Matt Damon's character, who is Mike McDermott in this movie. He like takes money from his apartment. Uh, which I didn't know it was an apartment at the time. I thought he was just, like sleeping with this woman to get her money. Uh, oh, he's uh, stealing all her secret yeah. stash. Yeah, uh, but he was just getting a roll, a uh, bankroll together to go gamble. Um, and he he gambles against John Malkovich in the opening scene. So John Malkovich plays Teddy KGB, who is this 
crazy Russian guy that yeah. just has like all these connections in the poker world and connected to the KGB, the Russian mafia yeah. as well. Um, and he owns like an, Ill- an illegal gambling club, mm-hmm. this underground gambling. They club. have to like go and show your eyes through a peephole, and they have yeah, to know you know, you it's are. all mysterious. Like all those all those clubs, you know, that we've been to are. Um. <laughs> hey, man, you don't know my life. Yeah, but he goes there with uh, thirty grand, thirty-five grand. I think it was like thirty grand, like thirty yeah. grand, and um, yeah, he he, he loses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's in law school, which is important as well. He needs that tuition money. Needs that tuition money, but he fails. Pretty good opening scene. Um, looking back, I don't know if it was necessary to be honest with you for this scene to exist in the movie. Hmm. I felt like it might have been a little bit of a waste of time. We could have gotten all that information different ways from other people. Um, they do introduce John Turturro in this scene, who I think is almost completely unneeded in this movie, to an extent. Like he just—he's yeah. like this father figure almost. Yeah. I, I mean, I I loved him in this movie. I love his performance. I, I think he's great. Yeah. yeah. He's so cool, and he has—he's uh, playing poker for a much different reason. Than any you know than these other guys are he's he's like a professional it's like his work mm-hmm. I mean he he runs a he's a rounder well, yeah he's he's a rounder yeah uh, but he all, but also like day job he we'll get there but he he has like a shop or something or like a restaurant he gives Matt Damon a truck and lets him drive a route yeah. delivering something I don't know but um yeah I, that's a good point I guess he didn't have to exist I think that he had a bigger role in the movie maybe in initial cuts of the movie and i think some stuff got cut away i just feel like he's just not complete he's just there it's it's kind of weird that he's there he gives matt damon a little bit of purpose to drive the car and everything but yeah i mean that's neither here nor there especially towards the end there's a there's a big moment with him but then he kind of just disappears after that Yeah, he's just gone so yeah it's weird uh so in this uh game mike plays no limit texas hold'em like we mentioned before that him and edward norton did in the championship uh, so like we said, he goes in all, all in against Teddy KGB and loses nine months pass. And Mike is working odd jobs. That's the job you were talking about. He gambles with some lawyers and like impresses them. So I guess he's, these are his professors, right? Yeah. At yeah. School. Martin Landau is his, um, I guess like his main professor advisor or something. And he's hosting a game. Yeah. Another yeah. almost not fleshed out pointless character that just gives him money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, it's just so good. I mean, I, you know, movies are going to have characters like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you could find that in any movie, I'm sure. Not any movie. Maybe not any movie, <laughs> but a lot. Probably there... more more movies than you can't find in them. Well, that's the state of movies, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But not, but it didn't bother me. I think he's he's such a good character that I was okay with it. I think everyone does a great job performing in this movie. Yeah. I just think that they weren't given a lot of great material necessarily. Um, sure. Because, I mean, we get introduced to Landau now, and he he does have this kind of like fatherly figure air, almost like the same way that John Turturro does in this movie. But the only reason he's in the movie and it's like to really is just to like give him money, yeah. which he doesn't really have much motivation to. We'll get into later. That's but it's true. Weird. That's true. At at the end, I mean, he he has a really good personal reason for giving the money mm-hmm. but it doesn't affect the movie yeah. other, other, I mean obviously other than allowing Matt Damon to go on but mm-hmm. we'll get there his girlfriend convinces him that getting a job through poker is a bad idea so he goes to her and says like you know I'm gonna go back into playing and go back into tournaments and she says she's also in law school so they're together in the class 
And she says, you know, that's a really bad idea. You don't want to get a job interning for these lawyer guys because you're good at poker. Right. So. Yeah, she just doesn't want him touching cards yeah. at all. Yeah, it's bad. It's like a, it's an addiction for him. Yeah, and she, you can tell she knows that. And she, he's, he's trying. He's mm-hmm. a good guy. He's yeah. trying to stay away. Hey, Mikey McDermott is a good guy. <laughs> Mikey McD, dude. Mikey McD. So uh, Mike goes to prison and picks up Edward Norton. His name is Worm in the movie. Very fitting name. Very fitting name. Character. Very or, good character for or him. Or Rat. Yeah. Or, you know, one of those lower life form. <laughs> do, do you have something slimy. against Edward Norton? No, no. It's just his character. Is, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I've always heard that he's like a total a-hole when you work with him. Oh. Well, I'm more talking about r- Worm, but yeah. I don't, you know. Did I've you know, worked with him several times, and he was great. So Did he rewrite the scripts? You know he does that for every movie <laughs> oh. he's in. No, but that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I think that's why he got kicked out of the Hulk. Oh. Because he like rewrote the script, and the person didn't like it. And like they had, like, like a, he, he, he takes it and edits it and returns it? Like I think he like writes his own draft of these movies and like oh gives it to the, the director and says, like, This is what I'm thinking. Man, <laughs> I hate it when actors do that. I also uh that I have a quip, a, a piece of trivia of next week about vampires mm-hmm. that an actor on that movie d- does something similar. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it in that episode. But sometimes these actors, man, they just take they think they're so It's a shame. It's so ridiculous. Because Edward Norton is an incredible actor. Yes. And I'm sure he would have worked a lot more. He's one of my favorite actors. He's, yeah. a, he's amazing. But I guess we'll, maybe we'll have a roundtable discussion about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, later. we'll have an Edward Norton minisode. <laughs> uh, so he go, like, we see Worm in jail, and he's a really savvy dude. He like beats some guys at poker and takes their cigarettes. And like, hey, you're not even going to use those because he's getting set free. Yeah. And so he like, gives them back to him. And... Uh, and some guy says that the karma is going to come back to bite him when he's leaving. Yes. Which is important. Yes. Everything comes around, except not really, because <laughs> that's the guy that's dumb. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's also, uh, just like Mike, he's a genius card player. Mm-hmm. Um, but we come to learn that he sort of approaches it differently. He, he prefers to cheat. And yeah. in prison, he has to look out for himself. As he says, he's like, I had to get cigarettes off of these guys to trade them for other stuff win money off of the white guys, blah, blah, blah. So he uh, he learned a lot, I guess, in prison on kind of how to survive and be slimy. Mm-hmm. Probably he knew that before he got to prison. But. <laughs> I think he was pretty much always a slimy yeah. guy. Uh, so Worm has a hookup to a poker party with some rich kids, like trust fund babies. Uh, he has like a woman on the inside that he knew before he went to jail that is like waitressing for them while they have a poker game. Yeah, just another con artist person. And this this is the night he gets out of prison. Yeah, this like, is like they're driving back to the city yeah. from the prison. <laughs> Mike takes him and drops him off at this mm-hmm. poker party and meet. And he does this a because their worm is addicted to gambling and whatever. But he has debts. Yeah, you learn right when he gets out. He has these debts that he's got to pay off. I don't know if he I says. I think it was like fifteen k originally. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he says it right then, but it's like ten or fifteen thousand. Yeah, um, to various people. Yeah, and then Mike loans Worm two hundred and twenty dollars, pretty much all the money that he has in his pocket. Um, and then I wrote Worm owes ten k to people on the outside. Okay. So I guess he did say it. Um, but Mike leaves him there, and you think he's gonna go home. He gets down the road in his car and he ends up turning around. But he has a he has a really nice moment where he's like fighting with himself. Like, yeah, you just see him in the car and he's like hitting the steering wheel or whatever, and then turns around and goes back. Uh, they game the guys that are there, so they they're in on together. They have like signals and stuff. And I think Mike mentions that it's like really immoral that they're doing this because they're basically like fixing the game so yeah. they both win. 
Yeah, exactly. And the waitress gets paid 25% of the cut to act mm-hmm. like Mike is her boyfriend. and Yeah, Mike is her boyfriend and Worm is like her cousin or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they're definitely professionals. They've definitely done this before and they take these guys for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's cool when you watch the movie you learn a lot and I don't know if, how accurate it is but you learn a lot about this world or con artist uh, they play it to where Norton gets really really mad and leaves because mm-hmm. he loses all his money or something you know they set it up to make you think that he's pissed and then when you re- you realize it's a total setup and they have to do that to cover themselves so people don't realize that they're working together mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool to watch I'll tell you what, I may not have learned anything about poker in this movie, but yeah. I have learned how to spot somebody who's good at poker. I think. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it taught me something. Um, another funny thing is that when Mike comes in and the girl greets him, she says, uh, Worm said you'd be running late. Yes. So they obviously know each other pretty well. Yeah. Worm's like, come on, come in with me. He's like, no, I got to go home. And mm-hmm. then you find out, just like you said, Worm knew he'd be back. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike takes Worm to like a private gaming hall after that. I don't know. I don't remember why he took him there, but I think Worm just wants to do more gambling. Yeah, I, he needs. He just still needs more money. Yeah, I mean, and so Worm wants to just go, 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 mm-hmm. and ride, ride high while he can. And uh, Damon's like, I, I have to go home, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he asks him to go in with them. He goes in, and Damon vouches for for Worm. Yeah, uh, it's just like another organized illegal gambling hall. Mm-hmm. This and, is one of those um, scenes where they mentioned the juice. Okay, okay. Like, Worm says something about being on the juice. I, I really don't understand what it means. <laughs> Maybe it was like a luck streak, I, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I just don't think it was explained very well, unfortunately. There are a lot of, like, small poker things that would have been really interesting if they taught me what it meant. Hmm. Because I, I don't understand poker. I really don't. Like, I know how to play Hold'em, but I don't understand the terminology that the pros do. Sure. But Did you, you find something? I, I was oh, trying okay. to find an actress in that scene actually oh, okay um but i i don't think you you don't have to understand poker to watch this movie i think it helps well, makes it more interesting it helps but they can't expect that everyone's gonna know everything about the game i mean they they give you enough insight into what's going on mm-hmm. so you're obviously able to follow easily like i don't again i don't know what what a good hand is in poker <laughs> like a, a camera will cut and be like uh, two oh. two twos yeah. probably <laughs> yeah right yeah it'll be like oh he has two kings okay so i know that's good and then they lead you down the path of like what happens and then they explain that but you're right some of the lingo i don't know i just feel like this movie could have been more successful they made it more universal more about mm. the human because we do get a lot of human struggle with mike and worm but I wanted to see more of them interacting than poker games because yeah. to me it wasn't interesting watching them playing poker because I didn't understand it. Yeah. But if you read Ebert's review, he like he talks about how he's like a he has a book about poker and he watches it and I think that's why mm. he enjoyed it so much honestly because okay. I this movie's fine but I wasn't invested in a lot of the poker scenes. Yeah. I say that. I liked it only because Damon's narration is so cool. Mm-hmm. He he's narrating the whole movie. Yeah, we haven't and... mentioned that. It's kind of weird and noirish. Yeah. And yeah. so I it I, it just adds like a really nice style to the movie and it's just so his he just does a great job. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's like the word is it's cool. Yeah. And so I think that's what I liked. The movie about, is cool. I, I liked it about those scenes. Yeah. I think a lot of those poker movies are cool. What's the one with the guy from uh uh the Across the Universe? What's his name? The Irish guy? Oh, I don't I know who you're talking He's about. He's in uh Geostorm. Oh. Go- oh. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, I don't know, but oh. I, I know his face. Yeah, he he had a poker movie that was kind of fun. It was bad, but it was didn't didn't Kevin movie. Spacey have one too? Uh, oh. about about blackjack. It was called like Twenty One Something, and it was about the team, the math uh, team. I think that was it. From that was it. The yeah, movie. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. They like learn uh, blackjack really well, and they count cards and stuff. Yeah, and that's they make it. a ton of money. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember that guy's name, but true, he was good. true story. True story. Uh, so when he gets back home, Mike's girlfriend confronts him about gambling and the fact that he's hiding it from her. Um, I don't think she knows that, I guess he knows, she knows that all of his money was gone, but I can't remember exactly what she said in this scene. She just is mad that he's back gambling. He again. was just out all night with Worm. Yeah. And he's like, I was entertaining Worm. And, uh, he, he, he kind of lies and then, she, yeah, she, she finds all the money he won, I guess. And she knows, man. She knows. Woman's they, intuition. They always know. <laughs> they always know. So John Turturro. His name is Joey Kanish. We haven't said that yet. Hey. But <laughs> Joey Kanish. He's a well-respected rounder. Uh, pretty much everyone in town knows him. But he tells Mike that Worm is basically getting himself in hot water back at the club. Yeah. Um, I think people are on to him that he's gaming them. And then um, Worm makes all of his money back while he's there. Yes. Or so he thinks. Uh, and then we learn that Worm is confronted by an old co-worker i guess or like they were in something together at uh, some point he, it was his former partner yeah grandma grandma uh he tells him that he bought up all of his debt while he was in and he actually owes him 25k yeah so he he added a ten thousand dollar you know yeah just as like interest yeah interest. basically <laughs> so yeah he confronts him at a strip club beats him up in the bathroom and uh he gives him i think five days originally five days. to mm -hmm. pay him back yeah he's a scary guy yeah. He wouldn't want to be on his bad side. No. Uh, he's a funny, really funny actor in a movie called While You Were Sleeping, which is a I know the name. cheesy rom-com, but it's a great movie, but he's really good in that movie, too. I, I forgot his actual name, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's also important to note that from this scene, we learned that he was financed by Teddy KGB. Yes. So... Worm pretty much owes Teddy KGB money as well. Yeah, Grandma or Grandma. Grandma. Gra yeah, Grandma. Grandma, because I thought it was weird. It was like Grandma. That's kind of yeah. weird. Grandma works. He tells Worm in the bathroom at this strip club that he works on his own now. He doesn't mm -hmm. tell him that he's bankrolled by the KGB. By, by KGB, mm -hmm. not the KGB, but Teddy KGB, right? Teddy KGB. Uh, but we find out later. Yes, he's connected with Teddy. Yeah. And so, the scariest guy in the in the you know world of this movie is the guy who Edward Norton really owes the money to. Mm -hmm. um, and then there was the scene where Mike meets with the old guy we were talking about earlier at dinner. Yeah. And it's just one of those scenes I did not feel was necessary. I think they're just trying to make the connection between the two. They are. It's just, I just relationship. I, yeah. just, I tuned out. It was, I thought it was so boring. It wasn't too long, though. I mean, it wasn't like... It was probably five minutes. Well, that's not very long. <laughs> In the context of a movie, that's a I long guess time. So, yeah. But Mike, as you said earlier, he goes to this poker game where the professors are playing. He he does a cool poker trick where he kind of um, tells each one what they're holding mm -hmm. by just by observing. So when he meets Martin Landau at the bar, Landau's like, how did you do that? And he, they just drink some gin together and they talk. And I think you're right. It's just establishing their, their relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Mike returns home and finds out that Joe left him. Uh, worms with him as well, but he he goes back and all like all of her stuff is missing, and it's the place looks kind of ransacked almost. Yeah, because he has been missing school, he's been missing meetings, mm -hmm. um, he's been sucked back into this life. He's trying to balance it, but he's not doing a good job, and so she got fed up. 
mm-hmm. and left. And can I just say, if you want to talk about like a pointless character, she, she oh, she's not written well at all. She made the cover of this movie, like yeah. the poster, and I think she got billing for it too, like on the. I I don't, I don't remember, but she's like so inconsequential in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I was just whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you think like flat female characters are a problem now, it was much worse in 1998. She was she was bad. I mean, it's yeah. not about her, but she just wasn't. Yeah, you're right. She well, had, the she movie have, would have been more interesting if she had a more important yeah, role. Yeah, she didn't have a lot to work with. Yeah, because you you got to pull Mike in a lot of directions. But I wrote down this is the catalyst for Mike getting back in the game, which is so boring. He just like he's mad. He's yeah. like, dang, I'm so yeah. mad. I'm gonna go back to gambling. That needs to be rewritten. There could have been so much more tension. Like you're exactly right. He's got KGB on one side with Worm and Grandma and all these things happening in the poker world, and then with her. They should have been like engaged or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's got to balance a wedding or yeah. something. Or she's in danger, which people yeah. some people don't like that that women are in danger. But it would have been more interesting. It would have made sense. Yeah, right? he's dealing with a Russian mob. Exactly. So. And we never feel that heat really. It may be in like one scene, but it's not even them that that do the beating up. So it's like yeah, yeah. It's, ah. You're right. Uh, so they go to the Taj in Atlantic City to game tourists. Uh, and they meet a lot of other pros there that are just, I guess, gaming tables. It's like as all well. their local friends that they kind of know. Yeah, John Turturro's there. The girl who runs the club that he went to earlier and dropped Worm off. Jean Grey there. from X Men. That's who I was Fun looking. Fact. That's who I was <laughs> looking up. It's <laughs> <Okay>. the <laughs> actress. She has a weird name. It's like Fromka or something. But yeah. uh, Jean Grey. So okay. now you have an image in your head. Now you have an image if you know who Jean Grey is. <laughs> uh, and I thought it was weird that they sat with them for so long. They. They wanted to make a ton of money there. They were there to get in and get out fast, but they sit down at the table for hours with their friends, like gaming two people at a time at the table. But they got to be getting a cut too. They're not just giving them all the money. No, I, they're not. So the, uh, you mean everyone at the table is getting a cut? Yeah, they have to be. No, I think what they're doing is they're just, they all know that they're there to win these poker games. And they're, so they're mm-hmm. playing against each other. But they know they're going to take money off of these idiot tourists. So I think it's just sort of like every man for himself, but these two people at the table aren't going to win. Yeah. So it's whoever, but maybe not. I, I don't I don't think they're all working together, but it, it was weird that they're all at the same table. They that, gave that vibe though. Yeah, that they didn't were so make friendly. sense. Now that you say that, well, I think they're all friends. Well, yeah, but if they were working against each other, we have to know that. I guess, yeah. I don't think it was mentioned. Because Damon said it in the narration. He's like, we're not, he, he talks about how they were all there um, on their own mm-hmm. playing for themselves. So but you're right. I don't know why they would sit there and game two tourists at a time. That seems silly. Lots they, of unanswered questions. They didn't stay there that long because Edward Norton walks up after he does something. He says he goes he, to he see a He meets a hooker. He's, that's what he says. <laughs> yeah. But is that what he does? I believe so. That didn't make you think otherwise. Well, they, they go eat. So he, he comes up to the table mm-hmm. um, and everyone sees him and like totally distrusts Worm. Nobody really likes Worm yeah. except Matt Damon. He sits down, he's like, all right, let's do some gambling. And he takes Damon's chips, half of his chips. And the, the dealer is like, sir, you have to buy chips from me. And he, because he's a punk, he throws a fit. And she's like, sorry, you got to buy chips from me. Yeah. So he, he's like, screw this and whatever, like he always does and gets mad. And he gets Damon up from the table and they go eat noodles. Yeah. Like ramen before ramen was a thing. <laughs> like at a casino, they're eating yeah. ramen. Um, Put so much soy sauce in it. <laughs> he does. He does. He pours it from a. I was yeah. watching it with Sophie, and she goes, "Ugh." Yeah. <laughs> but he says, Damon says something about the prostitute, and he says that's not where it went. 
I think he was just trying, like he was joking, because he walks in, sees the prostitute walking across the floor, and he stares at her, and okay. then talks to Matt Damon and says, "Hey, a guy has needs." Yeah, right. Leaps. I thought maybe he was like paying. He was doing something shady that we didn't know about yeah. and getting in more trouble, but I guess I'm, you're I'm right. I'm fairly certain that he did. If you're listening and you love rounders and you know every <laughs> second of this movie, please let us know. Did Edward Norton sleep with the prostitute? If you're the screenwriter, <laughs> let us know. I hope you're not listening right now. Um, Worm tells Mike about the money he owes, so he didn't tell him about the additional 10K that Grandma wants from him, so he doesn't know... Mike doesn't know that Worm owes 25K, and he says, so they have to go high stakes. Because right now at the tables, they're just low stakes, just taking a little bit of money at a time from a bunch of people. Yeah. But they need to go higher stakes, more risk. I didn't really feel it, but, you know, it is what it is. Okay. Um, so, and then Mike, in the next scene, after the night at the Taj, uh, he fails a law test. So I guess they're doing, like... Midterms. Like a, I don't know what the I don't know what the bar is like. Like so. a mock, like a mock uh, trial thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. And he just like gets up and totally whiffs on whatever <laughs> yeah. he was talking about. He talked about the wrong subject. Yeah, and they changed it, and he didn't know that, and he looks like a fool. Mm-hmm. And Landau is there and yes, sees him, he's and he's disappointed. Yeah. Uh, and then the other professors just kind of like make fun of him in their own lawyery way. Yeah, and they're real like looking down on you way. Yeah. basically. Yeah. And all his friends hate him. Yes. Because they ruined their presentation. So Mike is in hot water. Um, Mike gets wrapped up and gets in debt too because of Worm. Um, I don't remember exactly how that happened. So they... um, Mike is broken up with Joe at this point, obviously. They go to uh, Atlantic City. They have their little thing there. Nothing really happens from going there. They just sit and eat. Get some money. Yeah, they get some money. And then... um, they start to go around the city again, rounding again, and mm-hmm. going to all these games, trying to earn money. And they earn 15 grand. They yeah. get what they need. And then the movie transitions to this scene where they, um, Worm knows about a game that's hosted by state troopers. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's the next big thing. They go to like an Elk Lodge or something like that. It's like a bar, and all these cops are there playing at various tables. And they try to pull their scheme again where Damon goes in first. Actually, that's what's so painful to watch about this movie is that they will agree on something and then Damon <laughs> will go to do it and Worm will show up. Yeah, and he's not and supposed everything. to because he ruins everything. He mm-hmm. shows up and he's, he's a moron. So Damon is doing really, really well at this game, not trying to be shady. He's a straight card player. And so he's winning and like kind of taking these guys because he's better than them. He's doing it like legally. He's it's great. He's winning. And Worm shows up. Uh, he met this cop at a bowling alley. He knew he would be there, and he convinced the guy to take him. So he shows up. They act like they don't know each other. They're playing. They're playing. They're playing. Worm is dealing, and a cop notices that he's dealing from the bottom of the deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my notes say he's base dealing. Base That's dealing. That's what it's called. Yeah. He gets caught. Uh, and they prove that they're base dealing by showing Damon's hand. This cop is like, you guys professionals, you working? And they're like, no, and they try to fake it. And then Worm just is like, <laughs> uh, they get caught, and Worm's like, aren't you supposed to read us our rights? And then yeah. they just beat the crap, beat out, the of crap out of them. And yeah. they take all their money. Mm-hmm. So they were doing really, really well. They earned all their money that they needed to pay off the mafia, and then the cops took it all. Yeah, Mike was going to make up the money, because he was going to be there. <laughs> He was going to be there for eight hours or so. Yeah. Working all, all night. night. 
Um, and I think it's important to know that before that, Mike tried to go to grandma and say, like, we're not going to make the money. Like, yeah. please just... He got an extension or something. Yeah. So, I mean, but he, it's important to note that he was just trying to vouch for Worm, for yeah. grandma, and be like, look, we, we're not going to get the money in time. Sounds like you're saying grandma. Grandma. Gram- grandma. 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 <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a terrible name. That's not even a real name. Grandma. Grandma. Gra- grandma? I don't grandma. Know. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to note that he was vouching for him, but then grandma's like, we have you have to get the money or I'll kill you or hurt you, whatever he's gonna do. Yes. Um so that's why they end up doing that. And then Worm tries to convince Mike to just skip town yeah, and like leave. live on the lamb because they're not gonna make the money. He doesn't want to deal with KGB. He doesn't want to deal with grandma. And he said that's all bad news. Uh but Mike is a bigger man than Worm and says, No, he's going to get the money. He's gonna do it. So Mike goes back to grandma. He has one day to get the money. So he got an extension from grandma. One day. So he has one day to get 25K now. Yes. Mike asks Joey Kanish for the money. Uh, he doesn't give it to him because he says that he has a family to feed and he doesn't have the money and he's, he lives modestly. Yeah. I mean, if he gives Mike money, he's just, he's, he says, like, if I give you this money, I'm just, I'm throwing it away because mm-hmm. it's going to go to Worm and Worm's going to lose, you know, it's going to get ruined basically. Yeah. And that's where we learn, like I said earlier. He plays cards, as you said. He has a mortgage. He pays his bills. He feeds his family. He doesn't have fifteen grand to just give, or yeah, fifteen grand to give to Mike. And um, it's a good scene because you can tell they're really close, and they kind of have like a falling out there. And Mike leaves, and Mike's frustrated, but Mike shouldn't be frustrated. He's doing Kanish is doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's mm-hmm. a straight guy. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and then he goes and asks Martin Landau for ten k. Yes. So. This is what I had a problem with. Okay. Landau has no justification to give him $10,000. No. In the context of the movie. No. I just didn't, I didn't feel it throughout the movie, especially when he was disappointed in him uh, in the scene where he flubbed his test or whatever. Yeah. It's a relationship we have to assume occurs off screen, which is not good, fi- not good filmmaking. I get it. They had a background at some point. Right. That's what we know. So you have to stop and go, okay, they're close enough that he... I mean, and they're close. He's like, I'm not a rich man, Michael. I don't yeah. have... So I think the way they justify it, Landau is such a good actor in this movie. He's so good, and his face is so just weathered, and <laughs> I just love him. He's so great. He's seen a lot. Uh, but he kind of justifies... He's, he's, he's Jewish. He talks about when he basically didn't become a priest. It devastated his mother, mm-hmm. his family, and he really wanted to practice law. And uh, he sees God in the law. And mm-hmm. in justice and doing rightly, and so I, but he has this guilt for not becoming a rabbi, and this is the way he puts it to Mike is this is like his penance, mm-hmm. like he's paying a penalty, and he has to deal with it that way. I know it's not the best, but <laughs> he's, he he's, he acts the crap out of it, so it's great. Yeah, and uh, and and you can tell that it's hard for him to, even though he just gives him this money. Yeah, you can he, tell he it's struggles hard. a little bit. Yeah. He, at first he says I can't do it, and then Mike asks him again. And he's like, okay, well I don't have fifteen, but I can give you ten. I can give you ten right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a good scene, but I, I will agree with you. It's he doesn't have a lot of reason that we know of mm-hmm. to give Mike the money. Yeah. Mike's just a student, right? He's just a smart student. Just a smart kid. Yeah. So, and you, you're always gonna trust the smart kid. You're always gonna give him the money. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike takes the ten k to go play KGB again. So yeah. he thinks he at some point he tells I think he tells Martin Landau or maybe it was Worm that he was like I was so close to beating KGB but I got in my head. And he ended up losing his money. 
So he says that, you know, he sat. He also tells a story about how he sat at the table with like one of the pros. Johnny the time. Chan. Johnny Chan. Snake pro. Yeah. Um, who, who like he almost beat or something. He or, did. did. He, he did beat, beat him. him. Okay. So he, he, he tries to get money out of Kanish and Kanish says no. And then to try again, he, he basically says like, look, I sat down with Johnny Chan and he tells him this really great story about how he, uh, got into Johnny Chan's head and mm-hmm. beat him. And Chan was like, did you have what you said you had? And he was like, sorry, Chan, I don't remember. It was like this oh, really yeah. cool, stylish, again, like story. But he basically is saying, I sat down with the best poker player in the world and I beat him. Mm-hmm. I won. And he decides, I didn't play to win money. I played to like, to, to beat this guy. So I think he lost some money at that time mm-hmm. too. I don't know, but... And Kanish buys it and believes it because it's true, but he still doesn't give him money. So mm-hmm. point is, we know he can go back and beat KGB, but when he initially lost to KGB, he was riding high from beating Johnny Chen. Mm-hmm. And he got there, and KGB got in his head, as he's very prone to doing. And that's why he lost. Okay. Um, so he goes and he beats KGB the first time around. Uh, and then as he's leaving, KGB basically says, like, you just won your money back from what I took from I'm you. I'm paying you with your own money. Yeah, I'm paying you with your own money. Uh, so why not let it ride and come back for double the stakes or whatever? Yeah, so he he earns back what they owe, mm-hmm. and Grandma comes up and says, "I'm going to take what you owe us," and takes the chips away. Mm-hmm. And so Mike is square at this point. Mm-hmm. All he has to do is walk away. But hubris, man, <laughs> he he goes back every time I try to get out. <laughs> it pulled me right back in. Yeah. Uh, he he goes back and he while they're playing, he notices that um, John Malkovich has like a tell. Yeah, fin- he, finally notices. So he has these Oreos at the table. Let's mm-hmm. say don't touch on them. And he opens them while they're playing. And I guess if he has a good hand, he like licks the side with cream. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't he like eats the side that doesn't have any cream on it. Or he like puts the cookie back together and lays it back down again. I don't know what the yeah. tell was, but the tell was him messing with his Oreos. Yeah. Which is weird. It's like if you're such a good poker player, why do you have an obvious tell <laughs> and on a the table? Very <laughs> obvious tell. Yeah. I was like, wait. <laughs> I noticed that earlier. It's I didn't got, think it was his tell, but now I'm like, okay. I just well, thought he liked Oreos. Yeah, how did Mike not notice that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Now he gets it, though. It clicks. So he starts winning. Uh, actually, he was losing at first, so you think like he's possibly going to lose all his money again. But he notices this, gets in John Malkovich's head. Yeah. So John Malkovich ends up losing, and I think that uh, Mike ends up getting like 65 k total from this or something. Yeah, uh, I think it's... 60 or uh, he, he says He says, I turned my... 10k into just over 60k okay so. yeah so somewhere in there um and I, I gotta say why is malkovich playing this freaking character this way i know i took note here such uh, a caricature and a lot of reviews i read too were just like he's so over the top I he know. really does like chew the scenery in this movie hard man he does it a lot but the, most of the time it doesn't bother me it bothered yeah, me in this movie yeah it did bother and it didn't bother me when i was young i used to love this movie when mm-hmm. i was a teenager um again i just thought it was so cool and it i do like this movie but Rewatching it, I was like, I think he did this on purpose. I think he's a smart person. He knows what he's doing. He wanted to make this a caricature, just this outlandish person, mm-hmm. this character. But it was just too much. Yeah. It it almost it's weird because it kept him crazy and threatening. Mm-hmm. But it would have been just as crazy and threatening if it was just a little more subdued. And the accent is the like, accent, the is dialect weird. is like over the top Russian. It's like a Russian would be like, "We do not talk this way. Why are you doing?" You yeah, know. He, I can't remember what he said, but he said a line that was just hilarious. The way that he said it, I yeah. wish I could remember. So I don't know why he did that. Um, it doesn't 
murder me, but it's enough to be like, uh, pull it's it back. It's bothersome. Pull it back, Malkovich. Yeah, noticeable. Um, and then that's pretty much the end. He pays everyone back. He gets Landau his money back. He wins all of his money back. He pays off Worm and his debt. Um, and he's talking. Who's he talking to on the phone at the end? Oh, he's talking to Joe. So he gives Joe the money to give to Landau. Yeah, it's he's not going to go back to school. Right. And so there's a cute little line between them. And she says, "Call me if you need a lawyer." And he says, "I will." And I Why will. Why does he need a lawyer? Uh, you know, because he's always getting in trouble. I guess so. I mean, I think she just because she's a lawyer now. Yeah. You know, and it's just a cute thing to say. He should have said, "I'm never going to get in trouble again." <laughs> yeah. Fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> fool me, me twice, twice, never fool me again. Can't fool me again. <laughs> um, yeah, and so back back to the scene where he beats KGB. I was, I was looking forward to like a big thing, and it really isn't that big of a deal. No, he. I mean, it's cool to watch him win because he really gets in his head. He pushes him. He keeps checking his like. Every time it's his turn, he's like, check, check, check. And it just drives KGB insane, and he can't deal with it. And uh, it's cool because, to KGB's credit, he's like, he beat me fair and square. Give him his money. Mm-hmm. And he's so pissed. He's, like, furious. Uh, but it wasn't that big of a thing. I, I remember that being bigger. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, okay, he beat him. And then the movie's over. Yeah. And he and after he pays everyone off, he goes to Vegas. He's got. He says, "I have my original thing back, my thirty k." And uh, he goes to Vegas to enter the poker's life for me, World Poker Championship or whatever. You know what? I think Mikey won. I think he won. When are we gonna get the Rounders sequel? <laughs> Rounders two, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo <laughs> in theaters this fall. Oh, dude, I would go see it. Maybe so, not, but <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the movie. He he's in a cab. He goes to the airport to fly to Vegas. Um. Cabby wishes him good luck, and he smiles, and he's like, thanks. Give me your thoughts, Gabriel. So, I this is a confusing statement. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a boring movie, mm-hmm. but I can see why you think it's a boring movie. It's yeah. not that confusing. It's just a quiet, steady uh, movie. A lot of reviews say that it kind of just sits there. It has weak character development. You mentioned that. People aren't given a lot to work with, but I like it, and I know, that, I know you think it's a, a good movie, but... It, uh, I know you have issues with it. So I think we feel the same way. It moves along enough to maintain my interest. I love the narration. That makes me feel like I'm in on something really cool. Um, and the acting is just so good that it's it's worth watching. I say watch it. Okay. Yeah, I feel similarly. Um, if this movie didn't have incredible actors and if it didn't have the style that it has, I think it looks very good. I think it looks very noirish. Yes, the, the lighting earlier. is great. The, it's very dark. Yeah. Um, and there's that narration that's pretty great, although it kind of goes away for a little bit in like the beginning of the second act and it kind of comes back at the end, which is a little weird. I would like to see it throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, if it didn't have any of that, this would be a totally terrible movie, but it does have that stuff. So I do think it's a fine movie i don't think it's necessarily good um maybe watch this if you love matt damon and you love poker if you love you know the other great actors that are in here edward norton is amazing in this movie but yeah it's just a everyone is pretty weak um i would have liked to see mike struggle a little bit more it's clear that he does have an addiction to gambling but i would have liked to have seen his love interests be fleshed out more and be a little bit more three-dimensional yeah. and pull him the other way because she doesn't do anything. No, She's there for a little bit and kind of puts up a little bit of resistance, but then she just leaves, which is really boring. That's yeah. a really bad choice. It's very boring. You're right. It's a bad choice. And also, 
I don't I, I need to know why Mike couldn't leave, you know, because I think that they could have cut that first scene, put a little bit more of Mike's development in the beginning, and I would have liked this movie a lot more. Because I didn't empathize with Mike at all, really. Mm. I thought, okay, Matt Damon's charismatic and interesting, but the character itself is not. I don't really like Mike as a character. Okay. Um, so I would have liked to see more development. And yeah, just John Malkovich in the end. Tone it down, man. You're a great <laughs> actor. I don't know if that was direction. I don't know if that was his choice. I don't know. You got to watch the movie just to see how it is. It's very strange. I yeah. promise you. Over the top. Yeah. So overall, I'm on the fence of don't watch and watch, so I'll just lean to watch it. Um, I think it's okay to watch once. It's a little long. It's about two hours and five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. I wish it was shorter, but, you know, it is what it is. People feel like they have to make two-hour movies, and if it's not, then it's a failure. So I wish more movies were an hour 40. Yeah. Don't don't go into this expecting um, Ocean's Eleven. Like, Ocean's Eleven isn't a gambling movie, Mm -hmm. but it takes place in Vegas, whatever. I'm just saying that it's a much, like, sharper, cleaner really well-written, like, con movie. And so it's not... Rounders is good. It's a con movie. It's it's great. But it's just not as action-y. Mm-hmm. Does that make... It, it's slower. And it's... So if you're hanging out one night and you have the time and you like these actors, totally watch it. Because you will... I think you will enjoy it. Yeah. But you're right. It's not as good as other... There's other movies you could watch that maybe are better. I, I don't know. But it's still With good. Matt Damon has a lot of movies <laughs> sure. that are much yeah, better. <laughs> yeah, sure. Watch Good Will Hunting. Yeah, but if you want to watch a poker movie, then I think this is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, with that, we are on to our world-famous game show. Guess that quote! Welcome to Guess That Quote! There can only be one podcast. One podcast. One podcast. Gabe, do you know the score? Yeah, uh, the score is Matt 17, Gabe 55. Oh, what? Uh, 15. Oh, okay. Sorry, I read that <laughs> wrong. Gabe has 15. I, I don't know why I'm talking third person. I have 15 points. Matt has 17 points. He took the lead away from me. Uh, I don't know, last two episodes or something. I haven't been yeah. doing very well. Hey, man. I'm just a quote master, <laughs> is what they call me. I think that I... Again, I've, I've said this while we play this game. I don't know. We didn't know each other growing up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what movies you have and haven't seen. You are giving me quotes from like 1915 or, or like 20, 2015, 16 in a movie that I might have seen one time. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Movies don't have good quotes anymore. Do they? Uh, yeah, probably not. I don't know. <laughs> so I will pick a movie and be like, this is a good movie, but I don't know if he's seen this, so this is a hard game for me to play, but I'm going to give it my best shot this week. Okay. Maybe we should put some like stipulations on it next time. Yeah, like... Uh, Narrow it down. Only Tom Cruise quotes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or you just like lose a finger if you get it wrong. Whoa. Like, make this really, that really is... intense. <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> All right, who went first last time? Um, I don't remember, so I will just go first now. Okay. I'll give you... you give me the quote? I'll give you the quote. All right. Do we have a timer? I have, I have my watch. I can... I can... Oh, I'll, I'll do it. You'll do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Well, wait, here. No, you know what? I'll do it. I'll, I'll use my phone. We'll, we'll be technologically okay. advanced. Get my phone out here. We're always prepared. I'm ready. So you have 20 seconds, right? Yeah. And then another 20. Yeah. Another 20. Yeah. I'll stop you unless you get it. Here we go. 
Your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Jurassic Park. Son of a monkey. <laughs> See, that is a great quote from an amazing movie. But I don't know how familiar you are with it. So I'm like, he's he's going to know what this is, maybe. But Dude, I've just been reading the AFI top uh, 100 quotes from top to bottom. I was like, he's going to struggle with this because he's going to be like, oh, I know this on the tip of my tongue, but whatever. <laughs> hey, life is life. I think you'll, uh, you might get this one. Well, I think you like this these movies your your clues were chaos theory mm-hmm. ian malcolm which is the character's name mm-hmm. and then extinct i might have gotten it on the third one if i didn't know but i don't think i would have gotten it from the first two is uh yeah ian malcolm is into chaos theory yeah and uh yeah all right all right sorry all right. bud wow. sorry to disappoint you so you got three points on that i got three son of a beasting that puts you, know. you to 20 points it's all in a day's work I've got five points to make up here. All right. Are you ready with the time? Do you want me to time Oh, up? yeah. Okay. Sorry. Here we go. I can tell you the license plate numbers of all six cars outside. I can tell you that our waitress is left-handed and the guy sitting up at the counter weighs 215 pounds and knows how to handle himself. I know the best place to look for a gun is the cab or the gray truck outside at this altitude. I can run flat out for half a mile before my hands start shaking. Now, why would I know that? How can I know that and not know who I am? The born identity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I kind of oh, butchered the delivery there, but uh, that's okay. Your your clues were some trivia stuff. The only film in this series of movies that is loosely based on the source material. Other films are original screenplays. Oh. Type of martial arts in this film is a mix of Filipino Kali with Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do. And it's 11th on Matt Damon's highest grossing films. How would I have known that second clue? I don't know. I don't know those styles of martial arts. I don't arts. know, man. <laughs> They're clues. They're supposed to be hard. Oh, yeah. Martial that, arts. That's good. I need to uh, rewatch that movie. That's a great movie. That's the. That's not the first one, right? It is. I, is it, it the, is first, the one? first one? Okay. Yes. And then it's like Jason Bourne. Yeah. That's the only reason I know it, because the rest of them aren't very good. Yeah. And so... The new one is called Jason Bourne, which I have oh, not, okay. I haven't watched. There's like four or five, right? Yeah, and then there was one with Jeremy Renner, yeah, where he was Jason Bourne. It was mm-hmm. just like a money grab. It was terrible. So Hollywood, whatever. But the first one was great. So it's twenty to eighteen. Yes. All right. Well, that was a very quick uh, game of guess that quote. Yeah, I good. had fun. I had fun. It was good. Hope you did we too. Should, we should do it again sometime. Hope you did. Yeah, we should do it like next episode. Okay, cool. Uh, speaking of next episodes, look out for our review of uh, Planet of the War of the War for the Planet of wow. the Apes. <laughs> I think it's uh, War War for the Planet of the Apes. That should come out on Wednesday or so, probably maybe Wednesday or Thursday, somewhere in there. Um, and then our next episode of this show is a very special movie. John Carpenter's Vampire. Where are we going? You have to tell me what's going on, Mr. Crow. Have you ever seen a vampire? No. Well, first of all, they're not romantic, all right? It's not like they're a bunch of fucking fags hopping around in rented formal wear and seducing everybody in sight with cheesy Euro-trash accents, all right? Forget whatever you've seen in the movies. They don't turn into bats. Crosses don't work. Garlic? Want to try garlic? You stand there with garlic around your neck. One of these buggers will bend you fucking over and take a walk up your strata chocolata while he's sucking the blood out of your neck, all right? They don't sleep in coffins lying on top of them. You want to kill one? You drive a wooden stake right through his fucking heart. Sunlight turns them into crispy critters. Is that it? 
I can't wait to talk about this movie. Oh, wow. It was Vampires. A, it, was a, it was a piece of something, and we're going to find out what that something is. <laughs> but we're not going to tell you now, because <laughs> no. we don't want to ruin it. Yeah. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Yeah, and then uh, to uh, finish off this season, after Vampires comes out, Matt, we only have two full episodes left. We Done are, with 1998. We are nearing an end. So as Matt said previously, we'll have to get together, roll some dice, uh, put things into a really big computer and pre- press the calculate button <laughs> and figure out what year we're going to focus on for season three. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, to close us out here, Matt, you can email us at rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com, everyone. And hey, email us, okay? Email us. I just I sit around all day with my <laughs> eyes. I just refresh my inbox. Hitting <laughs> F5 over and over and over and just over again. and over. And so if you have a question, if you have a comment, we will read it on the show. We will answer your questions. We will give you our, our social security numbers on the air. Well, <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for volunteering. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so, we want to interact with you. Yeah. We want to talk to you. Yeah. So you can find us there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, at Rewind Cinema Pod. Matt, who provided the music for our show today? Uh, it was, um, uh, Lou Vega. Oh, Mambo number five. <laughs> uh, no, it was Natural Anthem, and you can find them on naturalanthem.net. You know what? You probably wouldn't get fined if you used Mambo number five on this show, because oh, no is one... Is it in free domain now? Probably. It's, <laughs> it's just gotta be, because it's domain. worthless. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week for our review of Vampires, and until then, Matt, watch... One, two... Three, four, five. Watch more <laughs> movies if you got the time. See you later. <laughs>